Welcome to the Relationship Church Podcast. James, the brother of Jesus, said that faith without works is dead. He also said, I will show you my faith by my works. So to truly have faith, you have to do something. In today's message, do something. Do something new. Vernell Warlick gives us instructions on how to avoid insanity by doing a new thing. So I'm going to go ahead and get into to the sermon for today. And the title of this sermon, somebody say, do something. And I'm going to take a little bit further. Somebody say, do something new. Come on, I want to hear you again. Say, do something and do something new. And I'm going to let that resonate for a few seconds because a lot of times we don't realize that we're doing the same old thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. My wife tells me that all the time, like you, you, you say that you won't change, but then you keep doing the same thing or you resort back to the same things. And sometimes it's a lot of times it's out of habit. It's what we're used to. It's how we grew up. It's the things that we grew up singing, how we have become accustomed to. And so it's not always that you're trying to do those things or trying to resort back to those same old things. But we have to understand in order for change to happen, we got to try something new. Now, so most of the people in this room know my testimony. I dealt with being uh, overweight for all of my life. And what came along with that came uh, health underlying health issues, with which most people didn't know because I wasn't even telling people. But it came with a lot of underlying health issues that I got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, if that makes sense. And so it would been it would have been um, dumb of me. I would just put it that way to expect a different outcome, but I kept doing the same old thing. Amen. But guess what? It happens a lot in our lives and we don't realize it. So somebody say, do something. And now it's time to do something new. So my question for you this afternoon is, are you tired yet? Because I had to get to that point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Are you tired yet? How many times will you try it your own way? How long will you continue to come to church but will not surrender and allow God to have full control. Now, I know that's easier said than done because we get in the, we get sometimes get strong in ourselves, but the Bible tells us to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So we cannot get so puffed up in our own abilities that we don't fully surrender to God. Because again, I just saying that he's the source of our strength. He's the strength of our life. And sometimes we treat him like he's the resource of our life. Or he's the resource of our strength. Like I'll go to him uh, when I have exhausted all of my options. But guess what? If you're going to serve God, there is no plan B when it comes to God. There is no plan B. He has to be the only option. He has to be the only. But I understand that comes with trials and tribulations. That comes with actually trying him. That comes with actually surrendering to him. That guess what? That even comes with some discouraging moments. That comes with some I've been let down moments. And it gets to the point where, you know what? I have no choice but to trust you. But why must it continue to take us to go through destruction or to be warned of that destruction for us to fully trust God? So look at the neighbor, say, neighbor, do something and do something now and do something new. 
So how long will we continue to go to church and not really give God full control uh, in our lives? Have you ever done something or not done something and said, I'm just, I'm just wait, I'm waiting on God to do this for me and I'm waiting on God to come through for me? Have you ever prayed about it and just wanted and you, you waited and you looked around and you wonder why I have not seen any change or any progress? Now, this could be for a few reasons. The first reason, it could be it's not time yet. So somebody say, it's not time yet. Because sometimes we try to rush the blessing. But there's a process for a reason. Because sometimes when we try to rush into things, we don't even get the full understanding of it. We don't uh, have the full um understanding to know this is what I need that's going to take me to the next level because a lot of the things that we deal with and we go through in life is a setup for the next level but in that moment it doesn't feel like that it feels like God why do I have to go through this God why do I have to endure this why do but guess what it's setting you up for the next level so it doesn't matter how long you've been in the season that you're in guess what change is coming my God, I'm going to stop right there because I need you to understand that seasons do change. I don't care how long you've been in your current season. I, I've been in some seasons in my life where like, God, when? God, why? God, when are you going to come through? When is it going to change for me? But I serve a God who controls all the seasons. So it may seem like it's summer in your life. And it may seem like it's burning up everything around you. But you have to know that seasons do change. You may be in the season of fall where the leaves are falling and everything around you is turning brown. But guess what? Your season is going to change. You may be in the season of winter where it just seems like everything is covered and you can't find your way out of it. And, and you can't even see the road in your life. But guess what? Your season is going to change. You may be in the spring where it's raining, but guess what? The rain is good for the earth. The grain helps things grow. So it may be a little rainy in your life right now, but guess what? Seasons do change. But guess what? You got to do something and you got to do something now and do something new. My God. So it may not be time just yet. The next one is, do you have the faith or do you know how to activate the faith? Because a lot of times we tell people to have faith, but we don't explain to them what that looks like. So faith is not, and see, growing up in the church, they told us to have faith, but they didn't teach us how to. And so, um, so we thought that we had it, but we really didn't have it. And so we would say like, I'm just trusting God and I'm just believing God and, and God just going to do it for me. But there's other things that come along with it. The Bible tells us faith without works is dead. So we have to add the faith with the works. We just can't expect him to do it because he has given us the mind and the power to work on our own to say, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you enough to actually try you. I'm going to trust you enough to actually prepare the business plan. I'm going to trust you enough to step out on faith and increase my giving. I'm going to trust you, although it, I can't even afford. God, I trust you with everything. So that does not mean neglect what the problem is. That does not mean don't act like the problem is there but it is to acknowledge the problem but know that you you serve the problem solver come on somebody ought to give God praise because you serve the problem aren't you glad that you don't have to handle it on your own 
You don't have to go through this life on your own and try to figure it out. That's why the people who are considered a part of the world are going crazy right now because they're trying to figure out how can I make it? How can I have peace? So let me try this over here. Oh, it gave me peace for a little bit, but I'm right back to depression. I tried this over here and it feels good for a little moment and I develop a discipline in this and it turns into a habit and I keep trying it over and over, trying to chase that first high, but I'm not receiving what I really first. But guess what? When you go to the problem solver, he says the water that I have to give, you will never thirst again. Ain't that something? In that story of the Bible, he went to the to her and he's asking her about water, but he's the one that has the water that she needs. So a lot of times we get so caught up on, oh, I just got to have faith. But when things kick in and you realize, you feel like, well, am I losing my faith? Is it there? God, well, where is it? We have to get to the point where we learn what faith is and how to activate that faith. So yes, it may not be just yet that you're supposed to receive something, or you may not have faith or maybe not know how to activate it. To activate that prayer, again, you got to do something. The do something is pray. The do something is seek his face. The do, the do something is maybe pushing the plate aside. Let me fast so I can get less of me in there and more of him. We have to do something different. Somebody say, do something different. My God. My next part is, which goes along with that, is have you done your part? A lot of times we're sitting there waiting on God to do it. A lot of times we're, I'm just going, I'm just believing God. Well, have you done your part? Have you really seeked him like the Bible tells us to seek him? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. But a lot of times we seek it through our family members. Sometimes we seek it through ourselves. Sometimes we seek it first through counseling and all of those things can be good in its place. But the Bible says, seek ye first. Going, again, going back to him being the source. Now, when he's the source, the Bible says he will use men to give, to give unto our bosom. So he uses all of us in different areas, but he wants us to seek him first. Because when we go to the source, he will send you who to go through, go to. That way you don't have to go to somebody that can't hold your confidence, that can't hold and, 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 and pray with you and, and, and help you get to that breakthrough. You won't have to worry about, man, I'm scared to tell this person because they're going to go tell that person. But guess what? When I do something different and I trust God with everything and I seek him first and I do my part, he will send me to who, who to go to. So somebody say, do something new. So in Joshua 6, Verses one through five, I'm going to read that and we're going to move this thing along. Now, it says in first verse one, verses um, Joshua chapter six, verse one, it says, now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. Verse two says, and the Lord said unto Joshua, see, I have given unto thine hand Jericho and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. Verse three says, and it shall come to, it shall, and ye shall compass the city, and ye men of war, and go round about the city once. He says, thou shalt do this for six days. Somebody say six days. And verse four says, and um, seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets, ram's horn 
and se the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times. Somebody say seven times. And the priest shall blow the trumpet. And verse five says, and it shall come to pass. Somebody say, and it shall come to pass. This is what happens when we do something new, when we do something different, when we do something that produces change. Somebody say, it shall come to pass. Then when ye make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout. Somebody say shout with a great shout, not just a regular shout, but you have to shout with a great shout. And he says, you have to shout with a great shout. And guess what? The walls of the city shall fall down flat. Woo, Jesus. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. So this tells me something just reading this, that I cannot just go into this next season with my mouth closed. I cannot go into, now there are portions where you do have to have your mouth closed, but you have to seek God and know when to keep your mouth closed. Because even going back, um, um, who, who did you just preach on? Joseph, right? So he opened up his mouth too fast. And if he had to use wisdom and open up his mouth, although it did lead him to his destiny ultimately, but because he opened up his mouth too fast and he spoke what God spoke to him, it led him to a whole journey that he had to go through, which I'm sure he was fearful at times. I'm sure that it didn't make sense to him. I'm sure, okay, God, you gave me this dream, but now I'm going through all hell. You gave me this promise and now it looks like it's not going to happen. You told me that they're going to bow before me. You told me that this is going to happen, but it looks nothing like what you said. Do I have a witness in the house that God has spoken something to you? You've been prophesied to, you done read his word, it's been confirmed, but yet what you see in front of you looks like nothing that God says. Woo, Jesus. Sometimes we do have to keep our mouths closed. And this is what they had to do. God told, he commanded them to walk around these walls of Jericho. He said, stay quiet for six days. You're going to walk around it one time, two times, three times, four times, five times, six times. You're quiet. But then there will be a point where you have to open up your mouth because you have to open up your mouth because you have to let the enemy know I am here. And not only am I am, I'm here, but I have somebody that's with me. My God, I have the greater one that's with me. And because of him, I'm going to conquer. It said, it shall come to pass. Somebody say, it shall come to pass. I don't know what that means for you. I don't know what you've been waiting on God for, or you've been seeking him for, or you've been trusting him for. But I promise you, if you make the necessary changes and you do something new, it shall come to pass. It's in his word. My God. So we have to realize that the blessing of the Lord is going to happen if he spoke it, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's in front of us. But a lot of times it happens when we follow instructions. Somebody, somebody say follow instructions. 
See, the first thing that uh, Joshua had to do was follow the instructions. God went to Joshua first and he told him, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get these men. I want you all to go out there. I need you all to walk around these walls and I need you all to um, uh, get the horns and all of those things. And you're going to walk around. You, We have to learn how to follow those instructions. He says, do this for six days. And then he says, on the seventh day, you're going to do it seven times. And then after then, you're going to open up your mouth with a great shout. And he said, it shall come to pass. The walls are going to fall. So the first thing he had to do was follow instructions. And in order to follow um, directions, you have to know his voice. My God, a lot of times we can be in church for years and years and years and still not know his voice. If you lean in on grandma's relationship with God, you're not going to know the voice of God. If you lean in on your pastor's voice of God, you're not going to know his voice. If you lean in on somebody, anybody else's uh, relationship with God, you're not going to uh, know his voice when he speaks. So if you don't know his voice, how do you know how to follow his instructions? God speaks through his word. And he speaks to us as well. But most of the, 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 most of the time, he speaks through his word. So if we're not getting in his word and we're not seeking his word, who, who are we listening to? What are we actually putting in us? But we expect, going back to that, doing the same old thing, but expecting a different result. They call that insanity. So we, we keep doing what we want to do. I'm talking to myself too, y'all. I'm not, I promise you, I'm not just talking to y'all. This is something that I have to endure in my life. And that's something that I'm currently working through and working out. I cannot continue to do the same thing and expect a different result. So we have to learn his voice. We, as the people of God, wonder why we don't receive the blessing just yet. or And it's because a lot of times we don't know how to follow those instructions. Think about it. They're walking around these walls. They even got to the point, okay, Joshua done told them this is what we're about to do. And a lot, have you all ever been in, instructed to do something, whether it was by your boss or your parent? And they didn't really give you the full explanation of what was going to happen. So it don't make sense to you but they know the full explanation of what's going to happen. They just tell you to do the task. Sometimes it's not going to make sense to you. Sometimes, most of the time, the Bible says, his, says that his ways are not our ways, nor his thoughts are our thoughts. So a lot of times he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. So he'll tell you to go do something that makes absolutely no sense. But it's important to trust in him with all of our heart, right? And lean out to our own understanding. That's what we get jacked up when we lean on our own thinking, lean on our own ability, lean on how we did it last time. Even within that, sometimes we put God in a box. And, and so I realized that reading through all of these scriptures, I read through um, the first book of Joshua all the way up to a, a whole bunch of different ones. And every chapter, he's doing something different. And I said, God, why are you doing this? Why aren't you just doing it the same old way? And he spoke to me. He said, it's because my people will be uh, content with the way that I'm doing things. And they will start to puff themselves up after a while and realize we already know what to do. Why do I need God? And so he has to allow different things to happen in your life and uh, different circumstances to come up in your life and different things that it feels like it's an attack. But the Bible tells us to think it not strange that the fiery darts are going to come and try you. But the word also 
also says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. So as long as I'm doing something new and my new is in God and I'm trusting him and I'm not leaning to my own understanding and I'm not leaning to my own thinking and I'm not getting content of how God did it last year and how he did it 20 years ago and how he delivered them then. If I get into the now, God can work in the now. Gee, the now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It didn't say then faith, but it says now faith. Hallelujah. I love what he did in the Bible. I love what he did for my grandparents. I love what he did for my parents. I love what he, I love what he did for my pastor, but I have to learn to trust him for myself. There's no way to learn how to ride a bike by just watching somebody else ride it. You got to get on that bike and balance it yourself. You got to get on that bike and fall a couple of times and skin your knee up. I'm sure all of us got some marks somewhere on our body where we had to fall. Why? Because that taught you something. And the fact that you're still here today lets me know that you made it through 100% of the trials that you had to go through. My God. So the next time the enemy tries to plague your mind, the next time the enemy comes to tell you that you're not going to make it, you can let them know I made it through what I made it through before and I'm going to continue to make it through. Why? Because I'm trusting in God. And as long as you trust in God, guess what? You're going to make it through. And guess what? Even if you don't, he is able. Jesus. That alone, I kept looking in the Bible and I'm reading the different stories and reading about the three Hebrew boys and I'm just like, okay, Jesus hasn't come along yet. So they don't have a physical body that that's teaching them and they can trust. What made them trust God enough to say, you know what, this fiery furnace, I see it there and I see it burning up even the people that's on the outside. What gave them the faith to say, you know what, I'm going to trust you, God. And even if you don't do it, I know that you're able. God desires for us to be that way. That's when you will see the fourth man in the fire. That's when you will see him step in and take the flames out of what you're going through. And people will see you going through what you're going through, but yet you'll have a smile on your face and it won't be a mask it won't be fake it will be the joy of the lord i told you it's your strength it's the reason why you made it this far you didn't I mean, it's not because of everything else those things are temporary those things are only going to last for a minute but the joy of the lord will be with you because he greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world so we have to learn how to follow those instructions can you imagine them they're walking around these walls they quiet they go back for the day. They go back the next day. No change. Can you imagine some of them start complaining? These are children of Israel, remember? Now, they've already been through um, the Red Sea. And, of course, it's been descendants and, you know. But still, people being who we are, when we get in our flesh, when we don't see no change, what are we do? We doing this again? Because, again, he knows what's going to happen. But he may not have given it all to them that this is going to happen like this. So even when God tells us, sometimes it still don't make sense to us. So they walking around this wall and it's like, dang, okay, we got to stay quiet. We ain't saying nothing. No, they still over there functioning. They still over there look like they got the power because they're trying to take over this land. And so it looks like they're still doing what they're doing. It, nothing has been destroyed. And we still walking around. Can you imagine the murmuring and complaining that probably took place? See, we always talk about the children of Israel, but how many times did you go through what you went through and you complained through it? And we, we judge them like, how can they just trust God? And why they just didn't go through it? Because he did that before and he'll do it. 
we know that now, but we yet still find ourselves in a, in a place where we like, God, why? Why do I have to go through this? God, when? When are you going to work it out? Are you going to work it out? God, I'm tired. I done been there. God, I'm tired. So we have to learn to put ourselves in those, those places and understand that we're more alike than we are different. But the difference is when you do something different and you do something outside of what you've known I was talking to a girl at work and she was telling me some of her, her problems. And after sitting there listening to her and she was just like, well, this is the way I am. And this is the way it's going to be. I said, and how has that worked for you? She said, it don't. I said, so when are you going to do something different? When are you going to do something? We do this a lot, y'all. We want something. We want change, but we have to be the change that we want to see. That's another thing my wife tell me. <laughs> If we want the change to happen, we have to, we have to do our part to make sure that that change happens. So they walked around this wall and could you imagine the complaining that that happened? But God intended for it to be that way. I kept, and I asked God again, I said, okay, God, why did they have to walk around six times being quiet? And why on the seventh time, that's when you commanded them to shout and the trumpets to sound and all of these types of things. He said, I'm, I was building their endurance. I said, whoa, wait a minute, God. God is just simply building your endurance. Yes, you've been in that same season, feel like you're walking around the same walls, but he's building up your endurance. So when you get to that, that, that seven day and you got to do it seven times, you already, you, you amped. I don't know about you, but have you ever been like, I got to go work out, but I don't feel like it? but you get there and you actually work out and you have more energy when you leave than when you got there. That's what God was doing to those children of Israel. He was in building up their endurance for the next level. Jesus, this is what God is doing in your life right now. He's building you up for the next level. That's why it's important for you not to give up. The Bible says he that endured to win the end. You can't receive the blessing if you give up uh, three-fourths of the way. You can't receive the, the full blessing if you give up a uh, half of the way, or you get right to 98% and you broke down so bad that you say, you know what? I'm tired. How many times have we got almost to the breakthrough, but we went back? He was building up their endurance. And so when they got to that last day, they were able to walk around the wall seven times. And after that, he commanded them again. They're following the instructions. I need, I need you all to get that. In order to follow the instructions, you have to know the voice. You have to do your part. You have to seek him to know his voice. And then you have to add activation with that. So we have to add our works with our faith, with our seeking and with our hearing. Uh, Ryan always talks about ask, seek, knock. We ask, all of it goes together. There's no way that you can ask and then go knock, but you didn't seek. There's no way you can seek, knock, but you didn't ask. The Bible says we have not. Why? Because we ask not. So, so many of us have gone through so many things in life that we've got so tired, we don't even ask no more. Because we don't even expect no more. We just like, you know what? I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep going. And that's good. We're supposed to keep, you know, we're supposed to keep doing that, but it's, it's an, a whole equation. We got to ask, we got to seek, and we have to knock. And then the Bible says the door will be open unto you. See, we're waiting for the door to be open, but we haven't even asked yet. We're wait, we ask, but we haven't even seeked him first. 
He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. So he could have said that, you know, this is how things are going to be. We're walking around these walls and it don't seem like nothing is changing. But they kept going. They kept trying. And then they got to that last part. And I love that part of the scripture that says, it shall come to pass. Sometimes we got to remind ourselves what the word says. Because in that time of what God tells you that is going to happen or tells you what to do, it is, it is common that we get a little weary. It's common that we get a little like, okay, God, I, I'm trusting you. I, I said I was going to do this, but what is really happening? But they kept going and they kept going and it got to the point where God said, it shall come to pass. And guess what? It did come to pass. And it was because they trusted him and it was because they tried him and it was because they followed the instructions. Somebody say, follow the instructions. Again, a lot of times we put God into this box, just like, you know, like I said, God had did so many different things in these different stories and he does this. So at the end of the day, you can't take the glory for it. You can't say, well, I built myself up to this place. And so now I can, I can take it from here. That's how we do God. You got me here. And, but when we waiting on the blessing, God, if you just do this for me, I promise I'll do this. If you do this, God, I promise you I'm going to seek you. But then we get to the mountaintop and we forget the valley experience. We forget the, the, the wilderness experience. And, it's, and we, it's almost like telling God, I got this. I got it now. We don't verbally say it, but in our actions, that's, that's how it, it comes off. Oh, I got it now. I, I can do this. I think, you know, I think I know what I'm doing. But God, the Bible says, behold, I am doing a new thing. And that's what God is doing a lot of times in our lives. And we get so caught up on religion. We get caught up on tradition to the point where we almost, we reject what God is trying to do because it doesn't look like what we're used to. It doesn't feel like what we're used to. And guess what? God may want to do something new in your life. But it comes to surrendering to him everything and following the voice of God. I'm almost done. Amen. Woo. If, they, if, if, if you don't follow instructions, you don't get the full capacity of what it is you're trying to utilize. If I have a TV and I never read the manual, then I never understand all of his functions. An iPhone just did an update. And if you don't either go research it or know someone that knows the information, you're not going to know all the functions, the, the new functions. And so this is what happens when we don't read the word of God. We have a form of godliness. We come to church. We lift our hands when they say lift our hands. But guess what? It's great what we do here. But what's really going to matter is when you by yourself. What's really going to matter is when you, you tested and you tried, are you going to be able to uh, bring that word back to, to, to the forefront? That's why he said, hide thy word in thy heart that you might not sin against thee. That's the only way to not, to not get to that place is to hide the word. There's no way for me to eat an apple and expect an orange to come out. That's what we do. 
we eat, we eat everything else, but we expect to get healthy results. That's not how it works. So what you put in is what's going to come out. If you eat an orange, that's what's going to come out. If you eat an apple, that's what's going to come out. If you eat all of these other things, that's what's going to come out. So the same way that that works for that, the same way it works with God. When you put God inside of you, when you put the scriptures inside of you, when you put the word that says, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength, that means when you face with that thing and you got it so deep in your heart, you can persevere like the Bible tells us to do. And, and it won't matter what the enemy throws your way. You're, you're going to already know. Yeah, you're going to throw darts at me. Yeah, it may sting. Yeah, it may hurt. It may even knock me over, but it won't knock me out. Why? Because I got the greater one on the inside. And the Bible tells us greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I don't have to worry about what's going on in the world. I don't have to worry about how many times I'm in this season. Think about the woman with the issue of blood. She was there for 12 years. She tried everything and nothing worked. But I, I told him earlier, it's not the miracle is not that God blessed her at the end of those 12 years. The miracle is that God kept her through those 12 years. Jesus, how many of us give up in that time frame in that season? God has kept you for a reason. God even has you here today for a specific reason because he's trying to take you to the next level. He's trying to stretch you outside of your comfort zone. He's trying to push you and thrust you into your destiny. But we get so used to how things are. We get so caught up in how things was last year. But guess what? God is doing something new and it's time for us to step up and do something new as well. Look at your neighbor and say, nah, neighbor, it's time to do something new. So now it's time to get to work. So Joshua and the people were commanded to do that. But again, I'm sure some of them probably doubted. Some of them probably complained. But they had no choice but to keep going forth if they wanted to receive the promise. And so that's what I'm telling you today. No matter what you face, no matter how bad it looks, no matter how hard it seems, look at your neighbor and say, keep going. I know that's easier said than done. So I'm not going to just tell you that and just gloss over that like, oh, yeah, you just keep going. I'm talking about when it gets ragged, when it gets like, God, I gave up. Keep going because God had I'm telling you, all I got to the point coming to church every week, but I still was giving up. And God threw me back the towel that I threw at him and said, I'm done. Because he had more for me. He had more in my destiny. He had more purpose for me. I had, see, what you don't realize is all of us are designed to affect a, a certain amount of people. There are people attached to each and every one of our lives. So if you don't make it, you cut off that whole lineage of people that were supposed to make it. So I want you to think about that the next time you're going through that struggle and encourage yourself like David had to do in the Lord. I got to make it because there's people tied to my destiny. There's people that need to see, not only hear me talk, but they need to see me live. They need to see me struggle so they can see me come out. That's why the word says he'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Some of the people around you are maybe your family, but some of them really are your enemies, but they need to see you go through and they need to see you come out huh, so that they can understand the power and the true power of God. How did they make it through the power of God? How did they go through? And I seen them crying the power of God. How did they struggle and go through this and go through that? And yet they still made it because the power of God was with them. Come on, somebody give God some praise right now. If you know God has more for you, God has more in store for you. You cannot give up now. So wipe your tears 
pick yourself up because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. He tells us to count it all joy. That means the good and the bad. Guess what? It is well with my soul. It doesn't matter what comes. It doesn't matter what goes. And don't get me wrong. We have those seasons where we get discouraged and we feel like God is this the end? But the Bible tells us to count it all joy. The Bible says, and we know all things. That means the flour with the sugar and the butter and the oil and the eggs. All of these things taste nasty by themselves. But when you mix them all together, this is what God is doing in your life. He's mixing all of those things that seem like it's nasty. He's mixing all of those things that it seems like it don't make sense. I told you, we, we have this box that we put God in, but sometimes God is putting things in our box. That's why it's important for us to empty out our storage so he can fill our box. And then when he fills our box. Uh, it's not going to make sense to you. Huh? He put the eggs in huh? and he put the sugar in huh? and it don't make sense. Huh? It don't make sense how you got to grind it. It doesn't make sense how you have to whip it. Huh? It doesn't make sense how you got to oil the pan. It doesn't make sense you put it in the oven. Huh? But before you put it in the oven, you got to preheat the oven. Huh? You're just being preheated right now. Ooh, God has to burn off everything uh, that's not like him huh? so the full glory of God can resonate in your life. Huh? It may seem like it's getting hot in the oven now. Huh? And when you open the door, huh, all you feel is the heat in your life. Huh? It feels like problems over here and problems over there. Huh? And you feel like, God, huh, I need you. Huh? Why does it seem like... Before I get over the old trial, I got to face a new trial. Come on, has anybody said that? It's always something. If it ain't one thing, it's another. God has you in the oven for a reason because he's mixed all of those things in your box and now he's put you in the oven. So all of those things can marinate together because what you don't understand is that the sugar and the flour and the eggs and the oil and the whipping or the water or the milk, when you add it all together, it's marinating together. It's no longer separate. So they're going to look at your life and seeing that you cry some tears, but they're going to also see that you got joy because you've been in the oven. And when you put it in the oven, you can't allow nobody to go in the oven, in the kitchen, walking around or jumping around because it'll make your cake flop. So sometimes you got to get everybody out of the room. Sometimes you got to get everybody out of your life. Sometimes you got to isolate yourself. Why? Because I'm in the oven of God and he's burning up everything that's not like him. He's renewing my strength. Huh? He's molding me and he's making me. Sometimes you got to get the naysayers out of the room. Huh? Sometimes you got to get the people that don't understand out of the room. Huh? They don't understand why you make your cake the way you make your cake. By God, they don't understand why did you do it that way instead of this. My grandma told me to do it this way. My mama told me to do it this way. Why you sometimes you got to get them out of the room. Because they can hinder your blessing. Huh? They can hinder your, your, your life. Huh? They can stop your growth. Huh? They can stop. But guess what? The greater one is on the inside of you. Huh? So greater is he huh? that's in the world. Huh? So don't focus on them. Because you're just in the oven right now. Huh? And now you start to, to flourish a little bit. God is building you up and making you strong. Huh? God is building you up in your life. Huh? And things still may not seem good. Huh? It's too hot right now. Huh? But when the cake comes out of the oven, huh? 
Now it got to sit for a minute because it's got to cool down. If you put icing on the cake too fast, it's going to melt off. That means if, if you try to, to go out and start a ministry too fast, it's not going to be sustained because you haven't cooled off yet. You haven't allowed everything to sit. Have you ever had some meat or some food that was cooked one day, but the next day it was better? It's because it had to settle. Jesus, God is taking you through a season, huh? but now you're coming out of it, huh? and now it's time for you to settle. Huh? But that don't mean stop working. Huh? That don't mean stop praying. That don't mean stop seeking. Huh? But you got to settle where you are because God has planted you here for a reason. Now God's getting ready to take you to the next destination. He's getting ready to take you to the next place. Huh? But even in this season, huh? you can't give up now. Huh? You can't say, I'm sitting on the counter. Huh? God, when are you going to allow me to be cut huh? so people can taste me, huh? so people can see what I have to offer? But you got to endure that time huh? because when that time comes, huh, it's going to be God's glory that's going to be revealed. Somebody praise the Lord and give God some glory. Come on, praise him right now. Hallelujah. This process is important. I'm, I'm about to tell you. But this process is done. It, it, it's important. And we can't discount the process that God has you going through right now. It don't feel good. I know I can go around the room and give you all a mic. And I'm sure you can tell me something that you either believe in God for, or maybe you even lost faith or your faith got a little weak in it because it's like, okay, God, how much more? Has anybody ever asked that? How much more can I take? But God understands what you don't understand. And, you know, I know they say he won't put more on you than you can bear, but sometimes it feels like it. But guess what? He knows what you don't know. He knows the strength that you don't know that you, that you have. And that's what happened with, with Job in the Bible. God literally got with the enemy or the enemy got with God and God set him up to this. Why? Because God had enough faith in him to put him to the test. I'm sure there were moments where it felt like, God, I done lost everything that I had. But now, what am I supposed to do? But he continued to trust God, even in his discouraging moments. And that's why I said, sometimes you got to get those people away from you that don't understand, that that's not on the same page with you, because they're not going to understand. His own wife was telling him, just curse God and die. Just, just go ahead, because things are getting too bad. You're going to have people around you like, I do something different. I wouldn't keep going to church and I wouldn't keep praying. I wouldn't keep trying to do this and things still looking the way they look and you still living where you were living. You still in the same tax bracket that you were in. God is doing something in your life, but you got to get on board with it and you have to endure the process. One more time, say it shall come to pass. Oh, Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to celebrate right there. The Bible says life and death is in the power of your tongue. I don't care what you've been waiting on God to, to come through for. If he spoke it, say it again, it shall come to pass. Ooh, Jesus, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that with you so you all can take that with you through this week because I'm guaranteed that you're going to be tested with something. That's why I tell people all the time, I don't want to just have a Sunday victory. Even in my music, I don't want it to just be a Sunday victory. A good shot. We did that. Oh, yeah. I need something that's going to sustain me Monday through Saturday because that's when we test it the most. When we're in here, we're, we're all with one accord. But when you get by yourself, that's when the real struggle happens. I tell people all the time, that's why it's easy when you work out, when you work out with somebody, 
because the accountability is, is so much stronger. You know, when you do it by yourself, you be like, I did enough. <laughs> but but I know for me, if I'm working out with somebody, as long as they going, I'm going to, going too. I may be tired as I'll get out, but I'm going to go just as long as they're going. And so sometimes we have to allow, a lot of times, most of all the time, we have to allow this process to happen. But guess what? It shall come to pass. And I'm so glad that I serve a God who's strong and mighty and mighty in every battle. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. So that means when I'm weak, I can run to his name. I can run to him and get the peace that I need. I can run to him and get the shelter that I need. He that dwelleth in the secret place, but we got to do something. We got to do something new. It's time to get in the secret place. It's time to get in his word. It's time to pray a little bit more. It's time to get a better understanding and a, a revelation and knowledge of who he is. Because he does, I'm telling you, he has purpose for all of us. And he does not have you here right now just for no reason. It's not by happenstance that you are still in the world. You're still moving. You're still here at Relationship Church today. God has you here for a reason. And he wants you to know that you cannot give up. You cannot give up. You, you praise him. You all can come. He wants to know, do you love him enough to worship him in the wilderness? Hmm. Do you love him enough to worship him when it don't make sense? Do you love him enough to keep going forth with the dream that he gave you? Although it looks like I don't have the money for it. It looks like it, don't, it ain't gonna work out. It looks like it's too much to bear. Do you love him enough to do something different and to do something new? We pray that today's message has been a blessing and makes an eternal impact on your life. Come join us live on Sunday at 1245 p.m. Central Time. If you're in the St. Louis metro area, we meet at 1060 Chambers Road, a little over a mile south on Bell Fountain Road from Highway 270. You can also join us via Zoom. The login number is 314-720-8880. You can call that same number to reach someone on our ministry team or text the word connect there to be in the know regarding upcoming events. Again, that number is 314-720-8880. We are Relationship Church. Come grow with us.